Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Another terrible result performance to talk about. Villa this time. Last home game, 10,000 fans in the stadium for the first time in a year, paying £60. I'm joined by Steve Singh. He was one of the 10,000. And I've heard all of these reports. I mean, the game has been overshadowed by reports that the fans were told to stay in their seats after the game. The players would do a lap of honour and only five showed up. So Steve is here to talk about what actually happened. Uh, an account of what happened by someone who was actually there. I mean, is this Harry Kane's last home game for us? Get his thoughts on that. Also, four years ago, Pochettino made the club a proud club to support. We were proud to support them. And in four years, it's gone completely down the pan and now we've got this toxic atmosphere. So we're talking about how that's happened, why it's happened, and how on earth we can get back to where we were four years ago. So all that and more with Steve Singh in Let's Talk Spurs Become the Villains. Hi Steve, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. How are you doing? I'm doing well, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. It's a one more weekend and then we get a bit of peace for how many months it is until the start of the season. But <laughs> yeah, mm. I mean, uh, I've seen so many reports of the, the the Villa game has kind of been overshadowed really by what happened after the game. I've seen all of these reports on um, Twitter about what happened after the game with players not not walking around and doing the lap of honour like they normally do. Uh, but obviously I wasn't there, you were there, so you can actually say what happened. So in your experience, what happened after the game? Yeah, I mean, um, basically where we was, uh, where we were sat, uh, we, we were sat in the West End. And um, so we, we were on looking, obviously, everything that was going on. There was no PA announcement, and the 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 guys who normally sit next to me, they they were at the game, and um, so I thought, hang on, they've already sent us communicate. The, the club sent an email communication saying that vote for your player of the season, vote for your goal of the season, the normal spiel, um, and it's standard routine since we've been doing that. There's kind of like an an award ceremony at the end of the game. And the PA, it's kind of like got a little bit of a family feel to it. Mm. And um, so they have, they normally build even like a little uh, stand and then the players come up and whatever. And uh, there was none of that. So it was dead silence. You had um, some people that were saying Enoch out predominantly from the South stand. Mm. Um, and then we had lot of families a lot of families stayed behind with young children and then I saw so the the guys next to me they said we're not going to stick around we need to get home so I was like okay not a problem but we last couple of years we've always stuck around and so I was like okay so I saw Bale came over and he did a clap and he appreciated everyone that was there all four corners. Was he, was he the first person out? Was he, or were there other people before yeah. him, or he came out and others joined? Uh, Bale was the first one that clapped. Clapped. There was about three or four players. Um, there was somebody who had their child on the pitch as well. Uh, that I can't. I can't recollect who I, that. I read Alistair Gold's comments earlier. I think that was Hoiberg. He definitely yeah, mentioned it, Hoiberg had a, his kid with him. Yeah, it could well have been Hobie because the kid was just it ran off, and then I think Son was Son Son was definitely there. So I know Son uh, Hobie was there, uh, Gareth Bale was there, Harry Kane was there, albeit a little bit later than them. It was those four or five. Um, I mean, my take on that is is like 
the rest of them what were you doing and yeah. from from i i spent at least i would say i didn't count it to the minute but about at least half an hour a good half hour and then what i did is i came i came out and then went back in and then i tried to look further down the pitch where i thought the action was happening and i thought all right i'll walk down the corridor come out there nothing it was just literally stone silence and the PA was just, um, this was after I left that I found out that the PA was trying to usher the fans out. They said, thank you for your support um, and your attendance. Please keep a safe distance when um, yeah. social distancing and masking when you leave the stadium. Um, and the, 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 it was like an automated like voice recording that they kept playing. It was almost like a fire alarm. Please exit yeah. the building. Well, I think um, that's the gold thing that they, they said that a lot of booze, people refused to leave, Enoch out chance, and then players then came out to almost as if someone had said they're not going to go unless you go out. So go out, do your stuff, and then people leave. But but well, exactly that. I mean, the the thing is, is okay if it's not the protocol um, to 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 come out and do that. I, I understand. But if you've documented it on the uh, membership emails, the season ticket emails, that this is what we're going to do after the game, you are going to get people who take their children, who, bearing in mind, have got a working day or a school day. The, 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 it was during the, a midweek game. So then, obviously, eight, I've granted it was at 6 o'clock kickoff, but I didn't get home till gone past half past nine. So yeah. um, God knows how long those other people that stayed around were, were got home. But I, for me, I just wanted to just add, um, there, was, there was the apology from Levy, well, the statement from Levy before the game. Yeah. And, and then afterwards, I was just thinking to myself, there's people like Harry Winks, who we call one of our own. And I was just thinking, you're not, you could. It, I've never felt so distanced from that club, and I, I. It's really. It did actually. It left a really, really bad taste in in my mouth. I, I like afterwards that I was disrespected like that. All I ask that you do, we'll we'll, we'll clap you. We're not we're, I, as as much as we boo you, we also cheer you as well. That the this yeah. that's what fans do. Well, I, I think that's it. I think. They obviously lost. They were terrible in the game. So I, we, we've obviously been labelled with a weak mentality. Maybe they thought, well, they're going to boo us. I don't want to go out and get booed after a game. But you, you pay £60, which is the most in the Premier League for the returning fans. I think Burnley didn't charge anything. It was free. But it, it, ignore the Arsenal game. But 10,000 fans, that's the most fans allowed in the stadium for... Well, at least a year it's probably more actually you, you, you've got kids there who are you know wanting to see their heroes it, it, possibly Kane's last home game he he did come out so we'll, we'll scrap that part but and we'll get to that later and you you say in your program notes or, or the, the emails like you say I'll stay until half an hour or whatever the, the fans will do this uh, the players sorry will do this do that and then to just now nah, we can't be bothered now it, it's just I mean, four years ago, four seasons ago, it's not a particularly long time. That was 16, 17 season. Pochettino was the most proud I've been being a Spurs fan. And four years isn't a long time. It's gone from up there to down in the toilet in literally no time. 
and, and you said yourself there, you've never been dis, was it disillusioned, did you say? I can't remember <laughs> the exact wording, but what do you think's been the change? Why do you think there's been a complete role reversal in, in not that long a time? So I, I was um, I was reviewing um, this and I actually I, I looked at this in a, in a lot of detail. Um, I'm pretty sure that everyone goes back to the season where we didn't invest for 18 months. So going back to that season, okay, the 18 months and, and that and everyone blames the ownership or whoever was to blame for that of the non-investment um, cost in the squad. Not only did it cost the squad, I think that it cost us more so because what we then did was the players that we had, we then, to protect their value, we gave them additional contracts. So we had Dyer renewed, we had Lamella renewed, we had, uh, I think, Winks was renewed. There was about five or six of these guys, this current squad, who renewed their, who renewed their contracts. To retain value and what i think is is not only has the non-investment caught up because we went from having a squad where you had uh Vatonga and toby the 16 17 season that you re referred to you had a season you had a team where everyone was saying well no one will get into that starting 11 who would get into that starting 11 granted it was a very good starting 11 but then we've gone from right back, we've gone from Walker to Trippier, we've gone from left back, um, Rose to Davis, we've gone from a midfield of having Wanyama, Dembele and Eriksen to a midfield of uh, Sissoko <laughs> and Lamilla. It's a, it's a, that is, yeah, and we've kept hold of those players and those players are just comfortable. And I'm pretty sure yeah, Delhi got an extension as well. So that's what it comes down to. These players have got no competition and then they just have no, no desire, no push. They're just, they're just going through the motions and they're, just, they're getting paid and they're getting paid handsomely. And that's what it is. They've just become complacent in what they do in every respect of the word. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Like Ferguson at United, you know, used to buy players to compete with the players in the squad. So it, it, it's a very uh, valid opinion that that first 11 was the first 11, but you've got to have players pushing those. And, and you know, if you drop your standards, you're going to be out and this guy's in. And we didn't mm. have that at all. And I think at the time, not buying any transfers, I, <laughs> we still don't know how we got through to that Champions League final. But anyway, uh, without buying any players, I think... At the time, it was like, well, those players are going to get a bit stale and a bit, you know, lack of competition. But I, I think most people thought, me included, definitely, that it would just affect on the pitch. But it seems to have affected the entire club. And, and it's just a, it's obviously like a snowball effect. It, it started up here and it's just gone downhill and just careered at an alarming pace. Now we're suffering from it, possibly losing our best player as well, who's had enough. And I mean... Four years ago it was completely different. Do you think we can get back to that? Obviously, it will take a long time, but do you think we can eventually? Like Levy said, didn't he, in his comments, that the fans are the most important part, and uh, we value the fans, and the most important part is having a successful football team. Do you think that's 
hollow words written by a PR man or do you think that's written by him and we will get back to that and he's learned some lessons or do you think it's just we're going to be having this conversation in another two years? I think that he's at a very big crossroads in terms of his uh, tenure as, as, as our chairman. He's at a massive crossroads. If you, you said four years ago, um, then when we had uh, uh, Pochettino, um, so I completely get that. It's exactly the same snapshot. So we had Tim Sherwood, who came, who was managing our youth team at the time, to Ryan Mason, who's currently coaching our youth team, to, and then obviously he appointed Pochettino, and the the, the rest was um, the rest was history. Um, so yeah, we're at the exact same crossroads. However, when we were at those crossroads, I think that Levy, uh, I, during his tenure, I may be I may be wrong in this. In twenty years, we've had fifteen managers. Yeah. So 50, so 15 managers, and I think that the difference was is he fell on his feet with Poch, and then we also fell in fall on our feet where you had Harry Kane, a generational talent. So them two came at the same time. What have we got look to look forward to now? I'm I'm looking, there is no yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I mean yeah, I mean, it's just depressing for me. I, I, I've never, ever been one who's like, oh, I can't wait for the season to be over. But this season, I can't wait until that game's over. And, and then, and then it, I can watch England. I mean, England are usually the frustrating ones. But, I mean, speaking back at the stadium, you know, you obviously felt disrespected. What was your initial thoughts there? Was it anger? Was it just complete disappointment? Was it just, I can't be bothered with this? What, what was your initial thoughts? And have they changed after a bit of a sleep? And, uh, and Yeah. No, I think that my, my, my initial thoughts were this. I mean, I, I briefly, I messaged you and you, you asked me what the, the general vibe was. And I'm not going to lie, there was a lot of people that were bouncing because you're seeing your friends and you see and the social aspect, which is obviously massive in football. Um, so that and I was seeing the cues for the food. And then I saw that the obviously the photos, some of the they were as bad. You, you could see some of the pies were either overcooked or undercooked. I couldn't eat. the. I ate one of the pies and they which it was just not cooked inside. And I took literally one bite from inside it and I was like, I, that's going to make me ill. So I stopped eating it. Um, and there was a lot of people that said the same experience and you've seen the photos online. So oh, granted, if you, you're not going to get uh, uh, caviar and, 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 and the, that kind of, kind of like smoked salmon, it's a football <laughs> thing. So you aren't going to get football food. Um, but it's that was just the beer was uh, was flat. You could see um, the, there was it was just it was kind of almost like a token gesture. And um, then for me, what popped it off was the fans, the, the players not turning up at the end for that just that appreciation. Okay, if they get booed, they get booed. But then if someone booed me and I'm getting paid sixty grand a week, then I'd just take it on the chin yeah, if I know I'm having. Don't want to be yeah. new, play better then. But, yeah, then yeah. play better. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. Um, so for me, uh, I, I, this is my fault 
on this whole thing. Um, that if you've got, so there, there's people, money wasn't the issue. Money's not an issue. There's, I'm not going to compare fans that go to a game to not going to a game. Everyone pays their dues in different ways. So we're all the same, right? We all love that same and support that same team and that badge like like any other person. So we're all one big happy family and Spurs fans are a different breed. I've always <laughs> said that. And I always think that we're, we're not like your normal football fan. And do you know what? I wouldn't swap it for any other thing. And there are emotional roll. It's an emotional roller coaster. You have your highs, you have your lows. Yeah, so I, I get that. But then, do you know what? I never felt this distance where I had, I didn't sleep. I honestly did. I lost sleep and I was on. Uh, through, through, anger, through anger or just. It was, it was, it was just like, oh my God, this is the football team that I literally do <laughs> blood, sweat and tears. I've, I've like, you know, we've, I've cried. A full grown man cried like uh, when our team has lost and it, and it's just passion. And it, and I've, yeah, I've, uh, um, and it's, I just, everything just flashed back and I just thought, do you know what? I've never had anything like this and I've never felt it. Honestly, I felt someone has stabbed me and turned the knife. And I was just like, how, like my, like your, your girlfriend, because you know, that's, uh, that's what it, that's what it uh, kind of, I don't know. It was really, it did, it hurt. A lot. Yeah, I mean, four years ago with Pochettino, I read his book that I think was after the, based on the 16-17 season, and he was saying that he demanded that after every game, win, lose, or draw, however they played or whatever, go out, thank the fans, home and away, and I mean, he demanded that, and then I think that's well, Pochettino. One of his greatest things that he did, he galvanised the whole club. He, ignore the owners because they've been hate for a long while, but. Staff, players, fans, he brought them all as one. And it's, it's just, I mean, Mourinho was never going to do that. And he, he, he kind of poisons the club to a certain extent sometimes. So I never expected that. But yesterday, it was just a new low. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, and it would be very interesting. The first game of next season, which I'm expecting to have a fair amount of fans, either full capacity or certainly at least half. They've got to do something to try and make up for that, right? I mean, you talked about the food and the pub. It was just like, oh, we can't be bothered. It's just a bit yeah. of a hassle. And, and that's even more disrespectful. So they, they've got to do something for the first home game to try and... I mean, the, I don't know if you've got a season ticket. I'm assuming you have because you, you yeah. went yesterday. I've got one as well. So I, I'm not going to give that up. I've already renewed. But if, if we said we've had enough of this, we're leaving, we're not going. Levy's got another hundred thousand people who are just queuing up so it's always going to be full but do you do you think they'll make a proper effort to try and rectify yesterday not, not yesterday was it? it was two days ago wednesday in the first no. home game or do you think it'd be more of the same just thanks for coming think, thanks for your money have a safe I, think get, I think what you're going to get in terms of a gesture is you'll get a flag at best welcome back <laughs> <laughs> That's what's that's what's going to happen. So uh, I'm. Uh, that's what I think, and that's what will be your gesture. Um, I again, I touch on the players, and um, of other of other teams as well. And whenever there's been a shocking performance, 
right? The, we talk about the distance between the the uh, the fans and the actual players, and it is it is so um, it's so at the forefront for me right now is because every time, like when we lose against Zagreb, the only person who came out and spoke about it was Lloris. And granted, he is our club captain. But even when the the, the piece came out about the uh, European Super League, I'm looking towards the likes of Kane. Are you going to make a statement? Are you, You're the England captain. You're our vice captain. Are you going to make a statement? Lloris, Kane, nobody. All of them were just... And so then it kind of says to me that, well, you, do, you clearly don't care. And um, I don't think we're going to get anything from the club. So that, that I don't hold my breath for that, that um, waiting for that to happen. Definitely not. With, with the Super League, that was a different situation. You, you got a few players from a few other clubs and generally because well, they might have gone on Twitter, but all I saw on TV like Bamford and Luke Shaw because they were interviewed. So I think that's... I can forgive them for not coming out about that, but if they're asked and they all literally as unison said we don't like it but they've got to be careful I suppose but you mentioned there on Twitter like they, they come out after they win and go oh good game come on you Spurs and stuff like that when they lose nothing and I, I can't remember now if under Pochettino they did do that but I'm assuming that a lot more players came out after a defeat saying oh this hurts and we owe you we, we you deserve better and stuff like that than uh, uh, getting it now but that they could be being told not to but uh, yeah, no, you definitely did. I, I think that you're seeing the same old faces again and again and again. And um, but we used to, we did used to see a lot of the squad who would do post-match interviews, and it just goes a, a long way. I mean, the after we lost uh, to Dynamo Zagreb, I was just like, this is an all-time low. I've been humiliated, obviously at work and uh, just ridiculed by other fans. And then it's just like, you just do not care. You're so distanced. And like, if, if there's issues, there's clearly issues going on in the background. And though for me, those players, they are, they, I have no, I, I, I couldn't care less. If they all went tomorrow, I wouldn't miss them. I wouldn't, yeah, the bar the three or four that, stay, that stayed behind, and um, to be fair, I'm a little bit shocked with a few that didn't come out, like Lucas. Um, I would have thought, like, he's after every game, quiz, 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 quiz. And then it's like, where was you? Yeah. Well, he didn't play. Um, Maybe he thought that. But, like, he's still in the squad, wasn't he? Winks, like you say, one of our own. Toby, he's, he's always um, very happy on Twitter when we win. But uh, was Lamella in the squad? I'm not sure if he was. I don't think I don't I can't remember I can't remember I think I think he must have been in the squad yeah he didn't come out and he's been there for what seven eight years now yeah I, um, I, I saw something I, I think it was Alistair Gold's comment as well with Mason I, th I think in the pre-match comment said oh the the anger of the fans I think it's been blown out of proportion and then uh, he said someone burst into the interview room and broke it not broke in but managed to get in and shout abuse at Mason presumably for his tactics or whatever, but I think he's misunderestimated as well, the hate that Spurs got for the owners and what's going on at the moment. And I, I, I just, it's become really toxic, but do you think it's a um, 
kind of a victim of our success in a way. Obviously, what Pochettino did there was unbelievable. Yeah. Before that, we were we were trying to get into the top four. With Pochettino, we remain staying in the top four. Now we're out of it by quite some way. Do you, do you think what Pochettino did has changed the ex the expectation went from here to here? And now oh, we're so far, that's where a lot of the anger comes from. 100%. I think where a lot of the anger is from the younger fan base because they've only seen the good, they haven't seen the bad. So I'm not going to, like, you know, say that if, if somebody wants to, is not happy with the owners, then by all means, you're well within your rights to protest and do whatever. I'm not going to knock you for that. Everyone has an opinion mind. If my if it differs from mine or, or aligns with mine, that's, that's no relevance there. But for me, I'll ask you the question. Who was the last world-class player that Tottenham signed? Uh, Van der Vaart was good, but probably not. <laughs> probably Klingsman, wasn't it? A, Klingsman. What, what, 29 when he first joined? Yeah. So really, was he, was he world-class? Yeah. So, um, okay. So... Who was the last world-class manager that we signed? Yeah, I mean, you could argue Mourinho is world-class because of what he's done, but I think world-class in the past. Pochettino turned himself to world-class, but he wasn't, yeah, so... <laughs> so how did that end? So this is where you... Bill, Nick Bill Nickerson, I'll say for that. <laughs> yeah. so you're asking... You, so you've got a, play, a, a manager in Pochettino who's our most uh, successful manager within the last uh, with the last 20 odd years bar winning something which was criminal how we didn't win anything in 16-17 so um, you've got the most successful manager who almost got Espanyol relegated took Southampton from like a relegation team to like what I think they were 8th or ninth that season so the highest Premier League finish granted success but that's not like screaming out oh my god this guy is the best manager in the world so I think that Tottenham fans need to lower your expectation because yeah granted you've had it very good but then it's like you touched on it we signed potential and our model uh, is always been that same so you'll sign like a Deli Ali, like a Dyer, and then in the hope that they will develop into a very good uh, players, very good players, and Poch, under Poch, he overhauled that team massively. Got rid of Yadi Bayors, Jurassic Okotu, your Bentalebs. He got rid of all of that lot, and then he completely re. He, if you look at the turnover in staff, in playing staff, it was unreal. But I'm, I'm, I see the the one thing that I see as well is the the youth team. I'm looking towards it and maybe you've got like a few uh, prospects. I want to see Jack Clark get given a decent run. Um, you've got yes, Troy Parrott maybe. He's done well at Hoffenheim, so presumably he'll come back skip with um, skip. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, is the future really as bleak as what we're saying? Because everyone's saying, oh, you need a squad rebuild, but there's two or three players there. there there's uh, Harvey White, who's, who's uh, obviously played okay. Um, would you give him a little a few run run of games? So yeah, I'm not saying. And then obviously you've got Joe Roden, who's not really featured of late. And then you've got Tanganga. So we have got some young players there that yeah. 
Yeah. In terms of a striker, we've got Dane Scarlett, but I think he's 16. So, it, I mean, he's not Michael Owen, is he? He's not going to burst. He, no, uh, no, he no. might do. He might be that good. But I think a loan would be good for him. But in terms of strikers as well, I mean, a couple of questions. Were there many cane chants? And, or, or was it the normal one of our own? Or was it um, Harry well, they did, and stuff like that? They did, yeah, they were all chanting, like, basically, one of our own, one of our own. So it was, yeah, that was your, your chant. Uh, you touched briefly on uh, Mason and the chants. Uh, Gareth Bell wasn't even warming up. And it was only until everyone was shouting out, bail, bail. And then it was only until they were shouting that out. And then it was like, Mason waited about five, 10 minutes. Nothing was happening in the game. And then all of a sudden, Gareth Bale's on. So it's like, you've got a manager. And I feel for him, yeah. but it's, it, how have we got to, to that sort of situation that you've got somebody who's managed the same amount of games as you and me? None. <laughs> I feel sorry for Mason. He, he's, he's, I mean, he's a lot younger than me for a start. So, and he's got zero experience. Second game in, he's against possibly, well, not possibly, one of the greatest managers in our in my lifetime. Uh, I feel quite sorry for him. He's been chucked right in the deep end. That there's no mm. way he should be managing that final. It should have been it was Mourinho's final, and. The, the rumours that Levy got rid of him before because it would have been more money to sack him if we'd have won, I think, are probably true knowing Levy. And, and it, it just begs the question, why the hell did we appoint him in the first place? That was his remit, to win a trophy. First yeah. chance he gets to win one, you don't let him and you get rid of him. And, and yeah, I think Harry Kane was gutted about that, I think. I, I think he's worded it quite well that it was surprised. I think he was gutted. Uh, Alistair Gold's... Um, uh, article I read, he he was clapping the fans, but he was segregated from the other players. Do you think that was a a kind of farewell, or do you think? No, I'd, I'd yes, for me, no one else for was me, with him. Yeah, Kane has committed football suicide. So, what he'd done is he signed his life away and signed a six year deal at Tottenham. If you look at the other players that I can I can mention in that same milk, uh, Jack Grealish. Uh, he's an Aston Villa boy. Uh, obviously, there was that we were close to signing him. There's no uh, like um, uh, hiding that. That was obviously out in the public. And even his, I think his brother's part of his management team. I may be wrong on that, but he signed another five, six year deal with uh, Aston Villa. You had Luis uh, uh, Zaha, who basically was at was at Palace went to United, went back to Palace, his boyhood club, and he signed a five, six-year deal. Tottenham and uh, um, Arsenal were sniffing around him, but then you've given all the cards to the owners. Mm -hmm. So if no one meets their valuation, they're not going to sell you. So the contract gives you leverage, and, and he's lost all kinds of leverage on that deal. Um, so I think that, I don't think he was saying farewell, um, not, not, not at all, but I don't, I don't know what really step with Kane. I will just say just one thing on Kane, which was uh, very interesting. So we got to a Champions League final, we got to two League Cup finals, and we've had uh, a second, a third, second, third finish in the leagues. 
Okay, so granted, I'll give him a little bit of a pass and he is world class and I don't buy, I would always start Kane, even if he's 25% fit over any other player because he is that good. So a 25% Kane, through on goal on 90 minutes, I put my mortgage on him scoring. Yeah, so he's that good. But he didn't score in any of the finals. He didn't score in the game at, at Chelsea. He didn't score in the game against Burnley or Palace when we when we finished second to Chelsea, when where Potts went mad on the pitch. He didn't score in any of those big games. So for me... Are you talking about the two-all Chelsea? Yeah, the two-all Chelsea. I'm, he I'm the first one, didn't he? I think did he score the first one? All right, but... In in the uh, which other games did we play that that season? Where we drew a couple. West Brom the West Brom game. There's a few of these games where he didn't turn up. Yeah. So then you can't you can't blame that all on the ownership. He, they've invested in that personnel. You've got to kind of draw the line. Like uh, did like Reggion had a shocker yesterday. And then he scored the own goal and then he kind of gave away possession three or four times and then it's like, well, that's not Levy. Yeah. Uh, I, th I think they're easy targets, aren't they, Levy, sometimes? I, I'm of the opinion. I, it was only the ESL that made me turn to Enoch out and Levy out. Before that, I think there's two things to run a football club that you need to do you need to be make them financially stable which he's done ignore the coronavirus pandemic because you, you can't really say oh they're they're in the red for that mm -hmm. most clubs in the world are going to be but before that he's made us financially stable but then what you also need to do is get the results on the pitch and there's a lot of uh, reports that have come out in the last however many years of uh, the players that the manager that he appointed wanting they didn't get and they got replacements. I mean, Martin Yole's famous, he wanted a left back. Levy left it to Damien Kamali, who went and bought Davin Ben. I mean, his position defensive positioning play is terrible. <laughs> he plays all the way up the other end of the pitch. I mean, he's not a left back. But so that that's where the buck falls at Levy because he's the one who buys the players and who authorizes those players. And if you've got a manager there, you've got to bring him in. And we've already alluded to it. Buying on the cheap. Did you say buying on the cheap? I'm not sure if we did or not. But um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, rising stars. So Reggion wasn't the best left back in the world by any stretch, but he's got the potential to be. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I've waffled on there. I can't even remember. What yeah, it was. No, the, the, <laughs> the recruitment for me is. You go from being linked, so we, we had, uh, so you've gone from uh, Newcastle, we, we always make these bum players look average, so uh, there's like Sissoko and Wijnaldum scored like, a, I think they scored a brace each when we played them and lost 5-1 last game of the season, managed to finish third in again when Leicester won the league. And then we were linked to Wijnaldum but then we ended up with Sissoko. Yeah. We were also linked to Sadio Mane. And yeah. then we ended up with Julius Kevin and Kundu. Yeah. And I, then it's just the like... You, the two that stand out for me that Pochettino wanted the two that you've mentioned there and we get... And both of those, I think, I think they both went to Liverpool for about 30 million. I know Mane did, which... Yeah. It's not breaking the bank, is it, that? No. 
so it's not like saying, oh, we want we want Brad Grealish hundred million. Yeah. So I think that's where Levy has to ha hold his hands up, but I don't think he will. And and if we do sell Kane and get, for sake of argument, hundred and fifty million. I mean, that is money that Liverpool have shown you invest that wisely, you can change your fortunes. I don't have any confidence at all if we get 150 million, that money is being spent wisely. And that's because Levy just hasn't given me that confidence in the past. But like the two players that you mentioned there that the, the manager wanted, which we got players who, who are far less ability. And uh, I mean, are, are you the same opinion, or do you think if we get 150 million, he was learning lesson, we will invest that and whatever the new manager's players' choices are? So, a more recent one. So, with Mourinho, it was common knowledge that he wanted Ruben Diaz. He then downgraded to his second choice, which was Skriniar, who won the league with Inter Milan. And then we ended up with Joe Roden. Yeah. So, then it's like you've gone from like a, a very a player who's won PFA Player of the Year um, and Football Writers Player of the Year. And then you've kind of gone to a player who's very good like uh, uh, and, and established uh, international and starts for Inter Milan, uh, won the league with them, to a Swansea prospect. Now, I'm not going to diss Roden. I, I, I think that he is a very... A very capable and a, and a future. I think he is will be a very good defender, but it's just like what we needed at that time and what we ended up with, two different matters. And that's where when we've been within touching distance. So we had uh, with under Redknapp, we were within touching distance. We're linked to um, Luis Suarez, and then we ended up with Alan Nielsen and Luis Saha on freeze. And then we ended up again with Pochettino. Lucas Moura was the only investment. And then we had 18 months of nothing. And granted, maybe it's maybe it's the manager that's done that. So, I mean, Levy has alluded to potentially uh, getting somebody in like this fan uh, board thing. I don't, I don't actually know what yeah. he's proposing. There was a statement that was released a few days ago as well, uh, just touching on that. For me, I would like it to be uh, a ballot where everyone gets to say, everyone gets to vote for whoever it is. And it's kind of like an interview process. And then you kind of make a short video snippet or something uh, of what you want to do. The person who will get my vote will be the person that would say that we need a director of football and Levy needs to step aside from the, the, the transfer dealings. He's just wants to get involved in every aspect of, of the club. And it's just, it's just not working. Do you think he would step aside if you got that wish? So, and then they said, we need a director of football. You need to stay away from track. Do you think he'll listen or do you think he'd then go, well, I was only one person. I own the club. Well, I don't own the club, but I'm the he chairman. Owns, he owns 30% of the club. Right. He owns 30% of the club. So there's, there's no, he's not going to go. So that's the, the, like you can say that Levy out is not going to happen. But uh, again, what you can do is then have a say in what he actually has, uh, has control over. That I think, I think that that's not an unreasonable request that somebody just say that can you leave that? Do you to, think he to will the, if someone requests that? Do you think he I think so. I think so. I think so because it's a compromise. 
it's a it's a compromise so it's would you if somebody said to you um uh that they want you either gone or so it's all or nothing so are you you're either out the door he's not going to do that so i think it's a happy middle ground i don't think he'd I think that that's something that he would seriously consider. Yeah, I wouldn't write that. I'm afraid I have to disagree. I think I, I think he's so arrogant. I think that the whole negotiations of players, I think the lobby's deal was a brilliant deal, but I think it was a terrible deal in the way that I think it's made him think, I'm Daniel Levy. I can get any player I want at whatever deal I want. And I think he's a businessman at the end of the day. Mm. I think he sees transfers as negotiations. And you, mm. you the ESL, I mean, fair enough, you're disrespecting Tottenham, but you're potentially disrespecting every single club in England, barring the other five, because a lot of them will go out of business because a lot of greedy owners have, have jumped ship. And no apology on that. It, the apology for that was literally just justification about why he did it. The, the kind of hollow apology in the programme and... Um, you, you, you can't criticise him. He didn't go down into the changing room and say to the players, do not go out there, stay indoors. But mm. it's the kind of atmosphere, I think, that's been created since Pochettino left. But, yeah, so I, I don't think he would. But, I mean, do, do you see a lot of transfer dealings, both in and no. out, in, in, in the summer? Or do you think a lot of it, certainly the ins, are de determined by if we get a big money deal for Kane? What do you think it'll be a load of people shipping a load more? I'm honestly going to say this, and um, people can call me uh, de delusional. <laughs> I'm honestly going to say this. Um, I honestly believe that um, he's going to have to make a statement of intent. And I think that it's going to, he's going to either, and I honestly, with, we will sell a lot of those players that are on those books. Um, and I think that we will will generate potentially one, 150, 180, maybe in player sales um, alone. And then I think that they will be a massive cash injection because whoever takes that job over has got a major, major rebuild that is needed there. Uh, granted, they are going to kind of have to have a happy medium on some of, some of the areas. And uh, you're kind of going to have to integrate Sessignon back, skip back, and that will that will alleviate that pressure financially because you kind of have got players that haven't played with this current lot um, and have had a very limited uh, squad time. So I think that there are a few areas, and I, I genuinely believe Kane will stay for the reason why I said, and I think a lot of players like if you look, Forest is going for 15 million. Uh, Villarreal have already said that they're interested in in executing the um, the, the buy option on him. I think Lamelo could be gone for about seven to ten million. I could see that go. That wouldn't uh, would uh, PSG for I think it's ten million euros, isn't it? I don't know if it's changed, but say eight million. Uh, eight, eight, eight million. I could see him go. Um, I think that then. You got to look. Maybe I, I think Delhi. I think Delhi's got a little bit of value on him. Maybe he could go to PSG in some kind of deal. Um, how much would get for him is a different question. Um, he's a, he's another one. Fifty, or do you think it would be less than that for if Delhi did go? I think I think you'd take forty if someone gave you forty million. I think you'd take that. You see, he's he's. Uh, 
his skill set is, uh, even though he, I do really like him, which is frustrating because um, uh, when he was good, he's really good. And even when that game against Leeds, he potentially had two assists and it was like, well, well, he didn't have um, to assist, didn't he? I'm still adamant that goal ended offside, but yeah. That wasn't offside. So he would have had two assists that on any other day. That was two assists. Um, so, yeah, the, I think there will be a sizable... Whoever is the manager will be backed. But I think then the next year would then be determined on how many fans we get in because if they're not recouping their money, so you could co kind of almost think that they would bring forward an investment on the hope that they get fans there. Does that make sense? So they will get, yeah. get roll two, two uh, transfer windows, two summer transfer windows, go all out this summer, and then on the premise that next summer, we're not going to need to invest that much because we've already done the, the, the most of the... the the uh, dealings this so let's see yeah i hope you're right I, I, it does make sense that it, it, he has to stay with but he might see the statement is kane you're not going anywhere but um i hope you're right but uh, last few questions because we're running out a bit of time um the manager uh, you, you can't really start buying and selling players without the manager in place and and what the manager wants but maybe they already have him in place they just haven't announced him yet obviously news has broke today that Nuno Spirito Santo from or Santos from Wolves is leaving at the end of the season I think there's a good shout he'll be our manager because Levy will love that he's leaving mutual consent no compensation but it's obviously a defensive coach so questions to you is a uh, who do you think will be the next manager and who do you want as the next manager? Oh, don't say Pep, obviously, because that's yeah. completely unlikely. But realistically, who do you want and who do you think we will get? Uh, realistically, I think that they've already chosen their manager. Um, and I'm looking around at the names that were mentioned on the betting sites, on the social media sites. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at those. And then I was thinking that potentially this manager will still have something to play for. So I'm, I'm looking at it that they don't want to make this common knowledge. And I think that there's a mutual agreement that, that why wouldn't you want to make it common knowledge? Because you would have had the good bounce, the good ma the new manager vibe. So every, everything suggests to me that they've already earmarked their guy that they want. Um, they know who it is. I was looking at Inzaghi and uh, Lazio. They know they've got nothing to play for. So I was looking at Ten Hag and Ajax have already won the league. So it was like, well, he's got nothing to play for. Um, so I was looking at these. The only one that I was thinking was a little bit of a wild card was the guy who's at Lille. Um, and they were obviously, I think his name's Gaultier, uh, if, if, it, if memory serves me right. So he's linked. I, I think that he could be a wild card there. Because if it's Scott Parker, they're already relegated. Brighton already safe, so I think that you could make that statement, and it wouldn't really what you're going to you're not going to really disgruntle their fans because they they're just like thanks and move on um, because that as I said they've got nothing to play for. I think he might be the one. Um, I could be wrong, but I would probably say I'm uh, him. But that's a massive risk. Jack Santini came from. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he, he can't afford to pick a manager who's not going to hit the ground running and do well. And it has to really be 
an attacking manager. He said that in the programme, um, which is why I don't think it'll be Nuno. But then no. I, I can easily see Levy having spoken to Nuno going, oh, we want you as our new manager, but, you know, how much compensation? We, and he goes, well, I'm leaving at the end of the season, so just hold off. It'll be announced that I'm leaving at the end of the season. Then you can come in, make your formal approach, and then you get me free. But I, I don't think Nuno would do that to Wolves because no. he's been there a long time. Like, my big, big, big worry is that after the Euros, we make our decision and we get Roberto Martinez. And I mean, this pen would be a better appointment than Roberto Martinez. I, I don't rate him at all. I think defensively, he's all over the place. With Roberto Martinez, I know, and this, I, he has got a generational team there, and he's kind of been hit and miss at domestic level. Like Everton would always have one good season, one bad season, one good season, one bad season, dependent on whether they were in Europe or out of Europe, and then the fixtures and whatnot. And then obviously they had their squad was a lot fresher when he. So he's done okay without setting the world on fire. But he has got, he's had a generational talent, talented team in, in, in the quarter final of a World Cup. Or, you, or did he get to a semi? He's never won it, obviously, as he, which he should be in finals with that team, like you say, generational talent. You've got De Bruyne, you've got Hazard in the in their prime, and then you you had Lukaku, uh, the two Tottenham, the, the centre backs, Vatonga, yeah. uh, maybe. Uh, so they've had Courtois in gold. They've had some generational talent, and that is criminal that yeah. they've won nothing. So yeah. I I agree with you. If that's a benchmark of of his ability, managerial ability, then that's a real worry because we've got nowhere near a good as team at Spurs. No, but my pick would be, and it won't be a popular one with Spurs fans. I've said it on it before. Potter from. Um... Brighton because he plays attacking football, good, attractive football. It, it was my mate Ben. He he was on air uh, when we lost Man United. He's a United fan. He was telling me that if they'd have had an Ings, for example, up there, a fit Ings for the season, Brighton would be nowhere near that relegation. They'd be pushing us for where we are. And hmm. I, I think he plays good, attractive football. He's, he's young, attacking, which is what Levy has said in the remit that he's looking for. Which again is why I think Nuno is a hmm, no, uh, but why Martinez is linked because he's an attacking manager. But I mean, yeah, who who would your pick? Oh, you said the Lille manager, didn't you? But um, yeah. um, no, no, no. I I think that the if you gave me a choice of who my choice would be, then my choice would be Graham Potter all day long. And I and I I said to you, our most successful manager almost got Espanyol relegated. And he took Southampton to a mid-table-ish team. Yeah. But granted, I like Potter. He knows the league, speaks the language, mm -hmm. um, obviously. And uh, he plays very expensive brand of football. And he's done okay uh, with, against the bigger teams as well. He's turned yeah. us over a couple of times. So... The, I mean, yeah. Man United, wasn't it? They hit the part, the post three times. They lost 3-2. They hit the post okay. three times. And God knows how many shots. They just didn't have anyone to put it in the back of the net. If they, they'd have had an Ings there, game's over yeah. by half-time. But, I mean, it's obviously not going to be a popular one because you've you've just had one of the most successful managers of all time. 
you obviously said mm. about a statement and people would say it's a step back, but you make a good point with Pochettino. And I don't think our best managers, certainly in the Premier League era, have been the high fancied one. You look at um, Ramos, wasn't highly fancied, although I felt sorry for him. He won the League Cup and then Levy sold all of his strikers and brought down, uh, no, he didn't bring down Bentini. I can't remember who he brought in, but Santini was a highly fancied manager, didn't do anything. Mourinho the same. Whereas if you look at our most successful ones, Redknapp was known at the time as a, a, a relegation avoiding specialist, wasn't fancied to do anything at a big team. Martin Yole came in with no management experience, arguably set the ball rolling onto the, this where we are now. Pochettino, as you say. So who's to say a Potter not fancied? do the same but yeah but obviously it'll be seen by Spurs fans as a step down you've had Jose Mourinho who's uh, star power let's say is up there and Graham Potter's who's down there but I, I don't think highly fancied managers uh, uh, work with us really no I agree I agree I totally agree the, the one I just uh, two last points on just basically what you just said there um, Tottenham we don't, I don't want to be the guy that just says always oh, the taking part that counts. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you do, want to, you do want to win something, but we don't support Spurs. Or notoriously, over the years, we've been a cup team that would have a mediocre-ish or an okay run in, in the league. So, obviously, before Poch, um, like you said, with Martin Yole, we were finishing fourth, uh, like fifth, sixth, fifth, like we finished fifth predominantly that was his average it was like fifth during his tenure um and i think the highest prior to that was maybe before the uh memory serves me correct david pleat took us what second or third um i think yeah so david pleat did very well and that's that's how so we're not i'm not gonna expect these like let's win the league but it would be nice to kind of be in the mix to at least win these competitions and then mount a semi-decent challenge um, in the league. And I think that Potter would would definitely put us in good stead because I think that it's we almost kind of have to just lower your expectations, have a clean slate, but I don't know whether he's going to get that time because that could it's at a massive crossroads. And if that goes wrong, that will go horribly wrong. And then I think that that would be the final, final nail for me. If, if, if you employed Potter and it went, uh, like, literally went the wrong way from there, there, I don't think there's any way to come back. The fans won't have that. No. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a huge, huge decision for him. He's probably his biggest. But uh, unfortunately, we've run out of time. I'm off yeah. to go and see Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. excited yeah, about that. Yeah. Being, um, Spurs haven't really given me much excitement. But great to talk to you. Thanks so nice much for coming on again. Uh, anyone who doesn't already, uh, where do they follow you? Where do they find you? Twitter, Instagram? Uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter, SteveSing420. Okay, give him a follow if you don't already. Uh, there's still so much more to talk about, so I'd love to have you back on. Obviously, we're always in the news, so there'll be stuff to talk about anyway. Um, but yeah, love okay. to have you back on. been great talking to you. And, uh, Thank you for having me. Hopefully we'll meet up at the stadium soon as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely yeah. next season. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on. Bye-bye. 
Thanks so much for watching. Before you go, please make sure you give the like and subscribe buttons a click. Any questions, comments, or any suggestions for future episodes, if you just add those into a comment on the YouTube video. If you're listening to the audio-only podcast, thanks so much for listening. Anyone who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get that at Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your audio podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you can find all the information there. I'll be back soon. Until then, come on, you Spurs!